seek to deepen affection towards our God, ignite passion in the souls of our people, and to awaken into action the movement of the church. It really means something in this church that we want to know where we are so that we can meet each other where we are, and that really fosters that community in our, in our church. When they ask how I am, they want the real answer, the truth, the what's really going on, not only in my physical circumstances, but in my heart and my mind. To have people to say it's okay that it's hard is encouraging and uplifting, and it gives you hope. We are not fancy, but we get the job done. We worship Jesus, and I feel like that's all that matters. and applause. Thank you, Chris, for putting that together. That's such a cool encapsulation of who we are in a new visual way. So guys, it's such a joy to be with you here today and to celebrate our birthday together. So thank you all for being here and thank you guys for joining us online. We are going to take a few minutes today, like we do every year, I think, to look back a little bit and then to look forward. And this year, maybe to look forward a little bit more deliberately, a little bit more fully. Um, so that's what we're going to do today, and we're going to hear from a bunch of you guys, so it's going to be a beautiful day. Um, you know, looking back over Element over the last 12 years, we have come through so many different seasons of the original launch team planting in house churches, and then starting gatherings here at the warehouse, and then expanding to the e-kids side, and then kind of going through some difficult things in our church family and going into a, a season of just survival for a while, and then a season of sustainability um, as we rediscovered who we were and rechose all the choices that we had already made about being Element, and then to a, to a season of flourishing, really. Um, and now we're looking forward. We're looking forward. Um, into some deeper understanding of who God has always called us to be, really from the beginning. And we've been asking ourselves and praying um, for really for years. As, as we entered the season of flourishing, it was kind of years of asking God, okay, like we're more than sustainable now, but where are we going and who are we and what are you calling us to do? Not just you know, generally, but very specifically in this community and in these families, where are you calling us and who are we and what are we known for? And what can it look like for Element to go forward? And we've really gotten some clarity about that in the last six months or so. It's kind of crazy in the midst of COVID and everything. Um, I think it has helped us to come back to the essence of who we are and to ask every single question that could be out there um, because those questions are important to ask, right? And as we found the clarity and as we were able to put words to, okay, if, if we were going to cast a five-year vision for where Element is going and for who we are, what would those words look like? And we were able to find the words and then we were able to see the most amazing thing, which was that all of the pieces that we felt God pulling us towards for the future were already a part of who we've always been. So we want to show you this graphic really quick today, and we showed it in the owner's meeting, but we're going to talk about it again today, and we're going to hear from some of you guys about it. But this is our five years forward vision for Element. 
And we, we came up with these seven categories, adoration first, intentional discipleship, authentic community, abundance mindset, creative content, thriving partnerships, and missional church. And as we came up with those, we realized they kind of fit into three categories, vision up, vision in, and vision out, which you guys have heard us talk about for years now. It's definitely a framework that we've adopted as pastors um, to really kind of get a fully formed vision of what it's like to be a follower of Christ and to be a part of the church. And we've realized that they fit into those three categories, and then we realize that those three categories have been a part of our vision statement from the very beginning, which is the element exists to ignite passion in the souls of its people, to deepen the affection towards our God, and to awaken into action the movement of the church. And so that vision up, vision in, vision out thing, it's been there all along. And so we were just so energized to realize that these things that God is leading us towards have what he's always been leading us towards. And now we just have more specifics to work towards. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes. So um, we're going to take each piece of this, each of these seven things, and have people come and speak from their hearts about those things. And where they see those areas developing and growing and going as we look forward. So I'm going to talk about the first one, adoration first. And that, of course, fits into the vision up um, piece or the deepen affection piece of our vision. So um, it goes like this. In five years, worship, gatherings, music, special gatherings, individual spiritual disciplines, and stillness will be deeply owned by individuals and the church in a dynamic and transformational way. We worship first. We worship first. We start with vision up, and it always starts with vision up. And we always come back to vision up. This is why we gather, right? This is why we gather to realign ourselves and look up to God as the source of all of this. We cannot spend all our time visioning in and we cannot spend all our time visioning out because we will burn out. So we turn back around and vision up and that's why we gather. But in this vision, it was very specific, wasn't it? It's more than just gathering and worshiping on a Sunday. It's about all of us who call ourselves owners at Element Church to own that as individuals too, that we put worship first in our individual daily lives, <clears throat> in our spiritual disciplines that we choose, in the truth that comes in stillness with God, that we're worshiping first, that we worship privately, and we come in here and we worship publicly. Because that private worship precedes the public worship. You know what happens to public worship when everybody's been out there worshiping privately? It kind of blows up in public. It kind of blows up because everybody's humming with that spirit. And then it takes off in public worship. And that's that, the adoration first piece of this vision that we're talking about. Now we're going to have Danielle Dory come up. And she's going to talk to us about intentional discipleship. Hello. 
Okay. So I'm going to talk about our piece, like um, Pastor Melody and Pastor Benjamin said, about intentional discipleship. And that states, so in five years, there are new faces who have joined us in the family of God and element. Our children are growing in wisdom and stature and are taking on more ownership in the work of being the church. They see us modeling what it looks like to live a life that is poured out to love others like Jesus loves them, and it has become how they live too. New leaders have been invited, empowered, discipled, and equipped in the work of being the church. So I see a lot of intentional discipleship happening already in our community, um, and I see that happening within our house churches as we pour out our hearts and give each other care and receive care. Um, I see it in our women's Bible study as we dive into what it looks like to find liturgy in the ordinary tasks of our days and as we look toward choosing rest together. I see that intentional discipleship in eKids as we've continued to lean in to the weird and wild world that we're in <laughs> um, and maintain that connection that they have and continue their learning about who Jesus is and what it looks like to love him and what it looks like to love others like he does. And I see that in our parents asking others to pour into their kids, their teens for connection or for mentoring or for advice or just for care. And I see our teens choosing to engage monthly, even though it's online. And I see our people choosing to lead and own in big and small ways every moment that we're in this warehouse together. I see us building relationships with the teens at New Life Village and working to further the relationships that we have with that entire community. And these things are so important in order to further our vision of intentional discipleship because there is little ability to disciple without first building relationship. And I'm really excited to see how we continue to grow in this area of intentional discipleship in a more organized way over the next five years. I look forward to seeing new faces, both in person and online, that we can and will connect with in relationship that draws all the hearts involved closer to our Savior. I'm excited to teach our teens and our kids how to show ownership in tangible ways on a consistent basis. And I'm excited for them to continue to learn to care for each other's heart in more intentional, organized ways as they grow and mature in their faith. I'm excited to watch my friends that are already a part of this community find their place to pour in deeply. And I'm excited for the friends I've yet to meet to get to do the very same thing. And I'm really looking forward to having other adults in this community come alongside my boys to mentor and disciple them as they grow in their faith. Our continual modeling of what it means to live a life poured out to love others like Jesus loves and that continuing to become how each person in this beautiful community lives brings me so much hope and joy and energy. And I cannot wait to see how this intentional discipleship molds and shapes me, my family, our kids, and our community, both those who gather with us today and those who will gather with us in the future. All right. Thank you, Danielle. We are going to have Liza Thurman come up next and share about authentic community. Good morning, Element. Okay. I'm going to read about authentic community. 
In five years, we have come to a deeper understanding and experience of what it means to live in authentic community. We are constantly energized and encouraged by participation in house churches and gatherings, celebrating each space as it provides for our people and renews our passion for kingdom work. Um, here at Element, so much of our existence is built around a house church model. Um, it's been with us since the inception of uh, this authentic community. And it's one that has, in so many ways, radically transformed my life. Um, this last week, um, I had to pen an email to my old youth pastor, who I haven't really talked to in a really long time. And um, I wanted to, I wrote like a quick blurb about how the next time I see him, I can't wait to tell him how sweet Jesus still very much is to my heart. And so much of that is the last decade that I have spent here at Element. And so <clears throat> this week, as I was praying and kind of holding the space of what I was going to share this morning, um, I was listening to a podcast, and they were discussing Mary and Martha in the New Testament. And so I want to read you those verses because um, it really reminded me of the authentic community of what we do here and what we are going to continue to do. And so I'm going to read to you from Luke 10, 38. Now, as they are traveling along, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. What that stirred in my heart is the how and the, the what we do in authentic community here is the hospitality piece of opening our homes, but most importantly, the deeper ways of opening our lives and our hearts to walk through the becoming the commingled existence of Jesus fleshing out in our hearts. And that is no small task. But one, and we do that so well. We do that so beautifully. But what the last line of that verse, when Jesus talks to Martha, and he says, for Mary has chosen the good part, he is showcasing the why, the why we are choosing authentic community. And that is the heart of Jesus, the beauty of Jesus. And it is such a holy and sacred experience that we have in our church community to see others walk closely with Jesus, to, to share that experience. Um, it's so beautiful. And one thing that I love about our, this birthday celebration that we do every year in celebrating who we are, so much of it for me and my heart, and I know it is for so many of us here, is we are celebrating the Jesus becoming in our community as a whole and the sweetness of what that is um, and the beauty of what that is. And it brings my heart so much joy that we take the time to focus on 
the ways that God has walked with us in years past and the ways that he will continue to walk with us in the future. And so, happy birthday, Element. All right, I'm going to talk about the next one, which is abundance mindset. So it says this, in five years, though we are still at peace with seasons of manna, we have allowed God to shift us to an abundance mindset. We have creatively found ways to steward our finances so that we can support our pastors and our other employees as they are fully released to the gospel work of discipling and serving. We celebrate the provision that allows us to finance the kingdom initiatives in which we participate and steward. So this one to me is about stewardship, right? Stewardship, it's one of our core values something that's been with us from the very, very beginning. And stewardship to us is about leaving each other and our city better than we found it, right? And so as we have been kind of digging deeper into that core value of stewardship, we have felt the pull to kind of dwell in this place of abundance. Abundance, right? Do you guys remember the parable of the talents that Jesus talked about? In the parable of the talents, the master rewarded the servant who invested the resources that the servant was given and came back to the master with a surplus, right? And do you remember what the reward was? The reward was that the servant was then given more resources to steward and go back and to do it again, right? And, and that is the reason why the children of God are called to live in abundance because as we receive from God, our call is then to give, right? Always to receive so that we can give. And this is already happening in our community. And we've always called ourselves a manna church, right? That's what we've called ourselves from the very beginning. And it's always meant like God provides enough to pay the bills. Like we keep the lights on and we're a manna church. And that is still what we're saying. That is still what we're saying with this call to an abundance mindset because that is abundance, right? Having every need provided for is living in abundance. And so when we look for to the next five years, I think it's a matter of expanding our vision of what, of what being a man of church means, of what being a church of abundance means, and asking the question, what do we need? What do we need for us to be able to accomplish the vision that God has given us? What, what, what resources do we need? And then asking ourselves, what if it's true that God will provide all of those things? Because it is true. Because abundance is our inheritance. Abundance is what we are promised. Not abundance to like live in the lap of luxury. We're still going to keep this place simple because that's our, another core value, right? But abundance to have everything that we need to do what we're called to do. And so that's what we're talking about with that kingdom mindset. And you guys, we, we practice this already. Like, this is not a shift. This is not a new thing for us. We've learned so much about what stewardship really means. I, and I think we've learned that leaving people and our city better than we found it means participating in a movement towards wholeness, right? Participating in a movement towards Shalom. And so when we're looking to God for abundance, it is so that we can participate in those movements, so that we can participate in movement towards wholeness and towards shalom. And we've learned that we are the hands and feet of Jesus, right? The, the work of the restoration has begun through the children of God, 
through the sons and daughters of God. And so this call to abundance is important because we have to have what we need in order to do the work that he's called us to do. I think we've learned the humility that the story is not ours to control, but just to participate in, right? We've learned that, and we can lean into that with the lens of abundance. And I think we've learned the open hands to allow for change <laughs> and to allow for letting things go when it's time to let them go. We've learned that, and we can lean into that through a lens of abundance. And I think we've learned the courage to trust, right? To trust our Father to lead us and to provide for us. So when we think about abundance, to me, it's about stewardship. It's about saying yes to the calling that God has given us and believing that he will continue to provide all that we need so that we can keep saying our yes to him. So that's the abundance mindset. I'm going to ask Chris to come now, and he's going to share with us about creative content. <laughs> all right, I got a fan. That's awesome. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm really excited to be able to talk about creativity. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read the blurb, and then we can discuss. But I'm excited about this. This is really cool stuff. In five years, the content and curriculum that we create is being shared in creative and impactful ways, generating income and exposure for Element, and inviting all who experience it towards the heart of God and into a missional experience of his authentic community. Here's what I know. Over the last several months during this pandemic, so many folks um, in this particular church family are so creative that I'm sure there's this built-up energy, this kind of potential energy in all of us. We've had ideas, thoughts. Um, there are things that we really want to do and kind of put into action. And here's what I'm here to say to all of you in the room today and online. I need you. I would, I'd love to have a discussion and talk with you about your creative ideas. What can we do to make things better here at Element from a creative perspective? You know, that, that potential energy, that, that, that charge. You know, what does it mean to have charge? Uh, have you ever heard somebody said, I'm going to give you a charge or my phone is charged? What does it mean? Brenna, tell me, what does it mean if you're charged? What does it mean? You've got a lot of energy. It means you have the power to do, right? And I feel like right now we have the power to do. And I'm encouraging all of us, wherever your creativity is, uh, whether it is painting physically, or maybe you're online and you're far, you know, on the other side of the country and you're thinking, well, what can I do? Well, maybe you write music. Uh, and we'd love to use that piece of music, a, 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 an original piece written by you in one of our bumpers that we do here at Element every single week. Listen, there is a place and a space for you. God, you know, we, we're this huge canvas, and God has given us all these beautiful hues to paint with, and without you, we're missing yellow, or without you, we're missing green, or without you, we're missing whatever it is. We need you. We want you a part of our palette so we can paint a beautiful picture. And I'm so excited about the creativity that's going to be coming out of this church over the next five years. I can't wait. I beg you to come with me. Let's have a conversation and let's make it happen. Let's do it, guys. Thanks. All right. So our next one is Thriving Partnerships. And I'm going to read the blurb and then we're going to invite somebody up. 
In five years, our relationships with Preservation Church and other partner churches have led to collaborative kingdom work like never before. Together, we are reaching and serving wide swaths of diverse people in this city. Our partnerships with Grow Into You, New Life Village, V3, and other ministries and nonprofits in the community are rich and productive. Our ownership in these inbreaking opportunities leaves thousands better and provides our people with consistent and meaningful opportunities to embody the gospel together, specifically for those in foster care and poverty. Now, you guys know we've always, inbreakings have always been a part of who we are, right? We've always found organizations to partner with and come alongside to do the work of spreading the gospel. But what we're talking about in the next five years is really leaning into some of these relationships in a, in a deeper way, in a way that kind of threads us together. And as Benjamin and I have been learning and growing and processing where God is really calling us, we feel so called to be more collaborative in our work, in our kingdom work. And not to say that Element doesn't have our own identity. Of course we do, and we always will. But in addition to that, what partnerships can we really lean into and create relationships that will last for years? And so one of our closest partners is here today, Preservation Church. We've got Patrick Wheeler, who's the pastor of Preservation, and he's going to come share with us for a few minutes. Good morning, Element. How's everybody doing? Everybody doing good? Praise God. I love coming to be with you guys. It's just a blessing to just be in the house of the Lord and to worship with you guys as um my, my, my blessed friend said, I'm Patrick Wheeler. I have the pleasure of being the, the pastor of this beautiful work that we're doing here at Preservation Church. My wife and my family, we all serve together. and We've been in this community for years, and I just wanted to come up and just share some of the stuff that through our partnership that God has allowed us to, to do. You know, there is no work that preservation does that we can do without Element Church. Everything that we do is with the backdrop of our partnership with, with you guys. So one of the core things in our ministry is God has called us as a ministry to go into the highways and the byways and to go to seek the people who are lost in the margin. You know, from a, a business standpoint, we say people, uh, God has called us to seek the people that don't have a return on investment, who they maybe can't get an offering, maybe they don't have a way to come to church, and they may never enter into this house, but if they'll receive Jesus Christ on their doorstep, then that's what we do. So we literally... Um, through the support of the Element Church and through other partners, we, we knock on doors, we go into dangerous situations, we, we pass out uh, prayer and produce every other week, and we respond to the needs of our communities. And you guys have been such a huge help. You know, when the, the COVID-19 thing broke out, um, one of the biggest things you guys were able to help us do is gather grocery items for families in this neighborhood that didn't have a way to, to feed their kids. You know, and it was something that you guys responded very, very quickly. We cast that need out to lots of churches. But like always, the Element Church stood up first and said, if you guys are going, then we're going with you. And we bless God for you guys because everything that we do that's about our community, you guys walk alongside with us. And we love you for that, and we thank you for that. Um, one of the things that you guys have been talking about is that the youth initiative that we're doing right now in the village. We just love partnering with you guys and how seamless God has sown our education of these youth together. The fact that we're working together and God is using us to change the lives of these young people. God is using us to introduce them to some possibilities that they might not have seen otherwise. And it's all about unity in the body of Christ. So as we move forward over the next however many years God gives us, we're looking forward to continuing 
to partner with this body, continuing to move deeper and deeper and deeper into the neighborhood, going to places that other people won't go, and knowing that you guys go with us. You know, there's a certain sense of security knowing that behind this door knock that I'm knocking on stands partnerships like this church. That if I meet a need, I can come to Ben and say, hey man, uh, we, we hit this door, they have this need, we can't meet it, can you guys help? And that you guys are doing everything you can to help us. So we're grateful for you guys, we're grateful for the partners and the owners, and we look forward to leaning in. There's just something special here. There's just something special here. There's something that um, our, our elders, our leaders, every time we come together with the Element Church, we're like, can't put my finger on it, but there's, there's just something unique and special about our partnership, and we're looking forward to continuing to walk together and sow seed in this community and receive crop. Amen? Amen. Amen. Baby, did I forget anything? We're good? Okay. God bless. Thank you so much, Patrick. All right, to close this up, we are going to invite Brett to come up and talk about missional church. <laughs> First of all, I need to say we need more of that energy on Sundays in this group. Thank you for being you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I hope we're going to have a lot more opportunities to all be present together, not just in these ways you described, but physically to be present together soon. And let me also say, nobody wears an ear mask like you, my friend. That is style right there. That is style. I'm here to talk about missional church, and it's up on the board. Missional church. In five years, we are a missional church experimenting and creating new ways to bring the gospel to the city. Our facilities are stewarded to provide maximum benefit to the collaborative work of the gospel and to the ownership our community takes in kingdom work. We vision up, in, and out with consistency and equal passion. Now, if you're not familiar with this term, missional church, you don't need to be familiar with it. The description is right in the title. It's mission. It's about being on a mission. And there is something powerful about the feeling when you feel like you're on a mission. It's good to be together and to share life together and to support and help each other, and that's wonderful. But there's also great power when you feel like you're on a mission. I remember those moments when I was growing up when I could tell my mom was on a mission. You know that. If you're living with your mom, you know there's moments when you're like, my mom is on a mission. I better stay out of the way. Because if I interrupt and get in the middle of this, I'm going to get run over. I'm in trouble. Well, let me tell you, I feel that the Spirit of God is moving in a way right now where if anybody gets in the way of the mission of this church that God has put on the hearts of the leaders and the owners in this room, watch out, watch out. You remember that, did you guys sing that song when you were a little kid about roll the gospel chariot along? Did you sing that song? I still to this day don't know what that song is about. It's the weirdest song I've ever heard in my life. I'm sure when they wrote it, it meant something to them. When I was a kid and we sang that song, you know, you'd stop for this person and you'd stop for this person, but then when you got to the devil, 
you would roll right over him. Now, I'm not sure if ultimately that's the spirit of Christ. But I do believe that when I see the movement right now that is going on in the hearts, that's the kind of spirit that is happening right now. It's a momentum. It's an energy. It's an excitement. Not just for us, but for what, through the power of Jesus Christ and in his name, we can accomplish together in this group and with other people that we will partner with over time. Now, that is going to take some energy. It's also going to take some flexibility. My favorite word in this description I read is the word experimenting. Second, I like the word creating. But that's part of being on a mission, is knowing that we're going to try some things and do some things. Some of them may not work the way we expect. Some of them are going to work better than we expect. But it's that spirit of adventure that we're going on a noble quest together. And that's exciting to me. It doesn't mean that things will work the way we expect or that things will be the same as they've always been. Some things might change. You may walk in here one morning and this room looks different. You may hear an announcement and you're like, well, that's not the way we used to do things. That's all right. That is that positive energy of the spirit moving through us. And I am so excited to see the talents and the strengths that God has been assembling in this group over time and release it. And and let me say this in closing of, of my part anyway, that I feel like this COVID world has shut many people down and isolated them. And in the months to come, they are mentally and emotionally and spiritually going to be desperate for what this church is so skilled at offering, which is community, care, love, and support. And so we need to be ready. That's why this moment is so important for us to prepare and to launch. Because there are going to be a lot of people that need what we're doing right here this morning in the days ahead. And I'm excited to see that come together. Thank you so much, Brett. Band, you guys can come on back up. So, Elements. All of this, this family, these 12 years, our story, coming to this place where we feel like we have not just been sustainable but have been flourishing, that is never just for us. That is never just to stay in these four walls. That has never been the point right? The vision goes up and in and then out. The beauty of this place, the gift of this family, of this place, it is to be shared. It is too good to not share. Is that true? When you have the best key lime pie of your life, you tell somebody and you want them to have it too. If you have the best pizza you've ever had, 
That's what you say. You have to go there because it's the best thing ever. The blessing of this family is meant to be shared. That's where we're going. That's what element forward looks like, is to do these things in a way that is leaning even deeper into who we've been called to be, but also to continue to invite people into that in creative, like Brett said, creative and experimental even ways. So we're going to stand together right now. Go ahead and stand with us. We're going to sing the blessing. We're going to sing it over you, and you're going to sing it over us. And we're going to sing it over this neighborhood and our neighborhoods, and we're going to sing it over the city, and we're going to sing it over the nation, and we're going to sing it over all of creation. The grace and favor and truth and blessing of God over all of it. And if you agree with that, and if you agree with where element is going, where God is taking this body of Christ, then we're going to sing amen and amen, which means, yes, what you said. Let it be like that. So let's sing the blessing.